Hey everyone, welcome to Dial Up Your Presence. This is your podcast to bust the stress of a corporate job, get ahead of the game, or simply learn to put out the best perceptions of yourself. Before we dive in, remember you'll find the most learning by first accepting that you could be better at managing yourself. I'm going to share insights on how to be so good that they can't ignore you. I'm your host, Diolinda. Thank you for listening to Dial Up Your Presence. Stay with me. Before I hop into today's episode, I want to share with you who I am. I am and have always been a people's person with close to 27 years of experience in the hospitality industry. I've been with aviation, I've been with banking and the construction space as well. My corporate life experiences made me the person that I am today. And I painstakingly stood by the high standards that I set for myself, many times at the risk of feeling the tremendous pressure and strain from doing that. I'm not perfect and I learn every day and through this podcast I do hope you will learn from the many mistakes I made as well as those of others that I learned from. Today I want to talk to you about you, your journey. I'm going to talk about how you came about becoming the person that you've become. You and I and all of us have a certain set of beliefs and values and somehow this culmination of our beliefs and values dictate the behavior we display on a daily basis. We don't think about this too much, but this person we finally became and this personality we have defined for ourselves didn't just happen by chance. We pieced our personalities together one experience at a time. Your conditioning in your growing years or your conditioning in the years that you were still finding yourself gave you an understanding of what resonated with you and what just did not. How though? On what did we base our decision to accept or value some things and disregard others. For example, where did some of us pick up the affinity for personal wellness or the habit of always being so well-dressed or maybe preparing meticulously for projects assigned to us, leaving nothing to chance? It took a lot of trial and error and a lot of mistakes and a lot of reflection for us to transform ourselves into this person that we've become today. After all this, do we really want to dilute our high standards or what we stand for to become one of the pack or to simply fit in? Everything we do leaves a lasting impression on people we meet or interact with on a daily basis. We know that. The conditioning we had in our growing years, often things our parents and siblings taught us, became the basis of what we were in our teenage years. We all had those personalities that we looked up to or those people in our lives whom we respected greatly and somehow unknowingly we try to emulate the behaviors we thought they had so that we can perhaps become like them. We planned a way to be just so that we can make a better version of ourselves. It's such an arduous task to discipline ourselves or to bring ourselves on course each time we stray from where we plan to go. It's not easy but we try and do that all the time. And as time passes with consistent effort, you bring yourself to a point where the consistent behavior pattern becomes a reflection of what you believe in. This then became your very own personal standard. I'm saying all of this to emphasize and remind you of how painstaking it has been to become this person that you have become today. Should you then allow yourself to dilute your standards just to be accepted by a group of colleagues or a new circle? I'm sure you agree with me that there is great merit in believing in yourself and your own personal high standards. This just cannot and should not be compromised. This is the point of today's episode. I want to talk to you about your daily struggle with yourself to stand by your own beliefs 
and not be swayed easily by the pressures of everyone around you. Like I said at the start of this episode, I have had a career with so many different experiences and I'm going to share an example with you right now. I'm sure some of you can relate to a time when you didn't get your due for something you thought you did so well. And someone who had questionable commitment levels were recognized for, let's just say, average performance, for lack of a worse word. Momentary anger for this often showed bias at work can make you think, what's the point of going the extra mile? I might as well just tow the line like everyone else and, and switch off when it's time to go home. It'll take much less effort and I'll have some work-life balance to spare. I've had those thoughts myself. And this is exactly the mindset I want you to resist. Many times at work or in our work groups or in our social groups, we often bend our own rules just to be accommodating or fit in. I'm sure we're all guilty of doing that at some point or the other in our lives, right? We all want to stand out and yet sometimes we just give in to blending in. A day will come when you will find yourself, when you will know what you are comfortable with and what you aren't. And if it hasn't already, then know this. That day when you realize your worth, that change will come. In today's episode, let's talk about how you can prepare yourself to do that. Let's talk about what it means to have low standards first. Having low standards for something means that you will tolerate more and expect less. Having high standards will mean that you will tolerate less and expect much, much more. It's important to understand this distinction clearly and I'll tell you why that is. I want to remind you here that this podcast aims to help you become a better version of yourself. I want to help you become a person who is committed to quality and high standards, but also one who understands and responds graciously to achieving what's best for the whole team and not just serving your own needs or your own high standards. Let's define that now. So who's a person that has high standards? Let's talk about that. Very often people who have high standards have low tolerance. Sometimes that does not go down well with some people. Why is that? People often feel inadequate around high achievers or it could also be the reverse where people with high standards may have a slight chip on their shoulder. I've seen that too. They're so used to being applauded for their work that they can't seem to accept critique well. They often think, clearly I'm doing a very good job. Then why am I having to mend my ways of doing things? While this mentality may work in an individual contributor setting, it will not work when you're working with a team. Let me give you an example. This one time, leaders from different teams and I were asked to prepare our independent view on a new strategy to improve the offering we had and create a business plan to support the idea. True to me, I meticulously planned my idea and I formatted it to the T so that not only did it have all the minor details related to execution at the lowest level in the plan, but also was easy to navigate and visually professionally documented. We'd been given a seven-day window to come back with our ideas. This obviously got me thinking. It took me a little while to put things together alongside my other responsibilities. Two days later in our routine departmental meeting, the efforts of another team who were also working on the same idea were applauded. They presented their idea within two days flat. Albeit, I was thinking in my mind with zero effort on structure, ideation and formatting. I was so upset with that. My plan wasn't ready yet and I lost the chance to impress and while me and the two other teams did finally get an opportunity to present, it was just a formality to complete the exercise. I felt so bad about that. And when I dissected what happened that day, it struck me. I realized this was not the first time that this happened to me. 
I worked so hard to come up with something presentable but it just didn't make the cut and I I was wondering what it was what was missing and then I realized it could be one of two things either the task at hand did not demand too much detail or at that point in time a speedy response was considered to be more important than going tooth and nail after perfection like I had done that day I realized that others with much less effort on their report were able to grab eyeballs just because they were so quick to deliver What do you do in such a scenario? Do you compromise your efforts and provide a simple factual report without attention to minute details? Or do you stick to the way you do things and hope that they'll come to realize that yours was indeed more valuable in the scheme of things? You really got to think this through. I could just become negative, give up and say good work is not appreciated, why bother with so much accuracy in the report? I can just dilute my standards to ape the lower standards of everyone around me and just get on with it. But I could not discount the fact that there could be a possibility that I added too much information that was not required at that stage. Why did I always do that? Under the garb of these high standards that I thought I had. Many people who become negative are those who just resign themselves to their situation. And from there onwards they start to dilute their personal standards just doing the bare minimum. I could have done that too. And if I did... I'd have slowly but surely lost sight of the greatness that I'm capable of achieving just by diluting my standards one day at a time. What if I said there's a better way of handling this? And what if I said you will have the opportunity to flaunt your high standards by just tweaking your approach? How you ask? Well, some of you could perhaps relate to a time when your manager or the project team recommended too many changes to a creative idea you presented. and when this happens over and over you end up resigning yourself to someone else's way of doing things you say to yourself why should i bother it'll be amended anyway and over a period of time some of us just allow our ideas to be completely altered without making any efforts to stand up for our viewpoint over a period of time we feel frustrated and eventually become so negative i've struggled with that a lot and and here's what i learned In this particular example that I shared with you, I missed a critical element and I just bulldozed ahead without having a full understanding of the need. I have learned over a period of time that many times we are called upon to crystallize someone else's idea, perhaps a client's idea or the project team's idea or the manager's idea. Shouldn't we then make efforts to understand what it is that they have visualized or expect from us? It is important to then probe and ask relevant questions to completely understand what the need is and then start going about working on that need their need after all it was their idea right it was the client's idea or it was the manager's idea they have a vision that perhaps you need to get a better understanding of when you seek to understand the bigger picture of what exactly is the expected outcome and what needs to be done to achieve it you attempt to understand the why This way you'll see it works out much better than to force your standards especially if they do not align with the team's core concept. Remember you're striving to deliver on someone else's promise. Either your project team's promise or your organization's as a whole. Purely not your own own. If you do it this way you're sure to shine because you're actually personalizing the task with your unique contributions and you're still managing to maintain the original idea. Now that's what earns you the respect. Slowly the team starts to trust you because they know you won't dilute their core need at the same time your flair and uniqueness adds the freshness and quality that the team was seeking 
and this will surely be applauded and appreciated so now that's what we've identified how we can manage our low tolerance owing to the high standards we hold let's move on to what it means to have low standards and what scenarios make us susceptible to accepting and adopting low standards let's define that first those with lower standards are satisfied with what they're doing they're satisfied with the fact that they're delivering much faster and performing much quicker because of zero planning though it leads to average or inconsistent results stemming from the lack of judgment of that person when difficulties arise people with lower standards are more prone to giving up and being satisfied with quite basic outcomes saying oh forget it i can't be bothered anymore i'll just hand the report in how do folks get in this mindset anyway when you're doing something you decide how you want to do it you decide what the final result should look like what should it be its quality maybe even quantity you set an expectation that you commit to reaching consistently and that's typically how you set a standard when you set a standard for yourself it makes you feel good each time you achieve it it could be simply about how you get ready or organize yourself for work each day and how you push yourself to doing the right thing overcoming the temptation to have it any other way when you have an expectation that you hold yourself against or others accountable to a majority of the time that's where you can see your high standards so not only you deliver to your high standards you also want to see that in the delivery of other people's performance while it's been established that having high standards is clearly indicative of consistency and commitment to work it is something we hold ourselves to right we often say i won't be at peace until i do this well or if i'm cleaning the house i'll go all out I can't do a half-hearted job. We often say that, right? Those with lower standards might get satisfied with what they are doing. They are indeed performing much quicker. This, however, leads to average or inconsistent results. Those with lower standards might be satisfied with what they are doing, and they are therefore performing much quicker than the rest of us. But that's inconsistent. whereas someone with high standards will rely on commitment to getting things done in the best possible way they will plan such that they do not have to compromise on their high standards delivering therefore consistently time after time and you know what happens to these people they become trustworthy people begin to trust these people we spoke about how people give in to pressures and start to accept mediocrity and dilute their own standards in the bargain right If you don't want to become that person, find ways to hold on to the high standards we were definitely brought up to own. During the course of this podcast so far, we've spoken about how several times we are tempted to just give in to the pressures and start to accept mediocrity and and dilute our own standards in the bargain, right? That's the beginning or that's the onset of that low standards mentality. If you don't want to become that person, find ways to hold on to the high standards that you were brought up to own and don't easily be swayed by your peers who cut. Having said that, do not force your own high standards, but make sure that they align with the standards of what the team wants at that point of time. That's also something I want you to bear in mind. Now here's the kicker. We spoke about high standards and how you stand your ground and maintain them while it's not easily doable because you are in control of the person you become. We spoke about high standards and how to stand your ground and maintain them while it's not easy, it's doable because you're in control of the person that you've become. 
It's one thing to hold yourself to your personal high standard, but it's completely different when other people are brought into the mix. Some of us have higher or lower standards for specific topics, behaviors and actions, depending on what is important to us. And this is where sometimes the tension arises, especially at work. Let's discuss that. I have two examples to discuss here. One, a scenario you may have encountered is when you have dependency on stakeholders to deliver high standards as part of a project team. So you're dependent on the team to deliver the high standards that you have in mind, right? Or when you have a team that reports to you and some of them in key roles do not match up to the standard you want them to be associated with or you want the team to be associated with. So in the first example, I spoke about a project team and the people you're leading and how you want this entire team to reflect your high standards. But they don't report to you. They're just part of a project. And the second example talks about a team that you are representing. You're the manager of that team. How do you get these people to change if they don't reflect your high standards? You're responsible in both scenarios. But in one, they don't report to you. What do you do? It's hard enough to change ourselves. How do we possibly attempt to positively impact or change the others? I'll discuss both of these examples in greater detail. I want to consider both the examples I've cited. First, let's talk about the scenario when we are counting on stakeholder performance. Let's say the stakeholders or business partners are not as helpful as you are when you are requested to deliver on something they ask of you. The stakeholders are either slow to respond to your queries or provide a lackadaisical response. How do you handle that? can be quite frustrating, right? But I think the answer to this is to set the right tone from the very beginning of your partnership with them. Quite often our initial exchanges and interactions are not thought through and they're very casual. While we do have high expectations from them at the outset, we always just assume that people will deliver to the best of their abilities just because they're nice people. And when they don't quite match up to our standards, well, by then it's too late, we're stuck. The best way to avoid this scenario is to set clear expectations right from the beginning. Communicate very clearly that you're looking forward to working with them and that you will do your best to deliver their requests within the timelines and that you will be dependable and you will give your best to the task at hand, almost implicitly setting the stage for expectations from them. It's obvious you're expecting the same from them as well. Secondly, stay respectful and friendly, but never casual, not at work at least. Not in a project team like this, because that's what makes people at work take you for granted. Thirdly, play the part. Always be the first to model the behaviors you expect from others. Let's now talk about my second example. Expecting your team to reflect your high standards. And this is your own team here. They report to you. The cardinal rule here is, just like in my previous example, communicate. Set the standard. And set your expectations. If you do not set the right expectations with your team, you cannot expect them to reflect your sentiments. After all, their life experiences and value systems are all contributing to their behaviors. This takes a lot of investment of time with your team. Merely expecting the team to reflect your high standards without spending time with them is a futile exercise. It takes a lot of effort to help them to course correct and guide the team and it just does not come easy. Sometimes when your standards are not aligned with your team, it becomes the primary reason for your misery at work. Perhaps you could tell the members of your team where you're meant to go and how it's not possible to get there without their commitment. 
and how certain behaviors are just not acceptable ask them what behaviors they think will help the team get there surely they'll give you the answers and sometimes they're looking to you for guidance once they do and once they share the viewpoint they have hold them to it commit to high standards as a team together as a leader you can and should positively influence them don't allow them to settle for low standards high standards leads to consistency as such people with high standards are frequently recognized as high performers they are also often more motivated to reach their goals because they receive the recognition for their work in the long run it becomes very evident that because you have a strong value system and strong belief system you hold yourself to very high standards you come to be known for your behavior and people come to trust you based on that fact that you deliver consistently time after time would you really want to be putting yourself out there by doing what needs to be done or by firmly putting your mark on everything that crosses your path is it worth giving in to what the others are doing or not doing just to be accepted stand up for your beliefs be what you are even in the face of everyone else doing the opposite instead of accepting substandard results help the team by setting expectations or better yet invest in them to come up the curve don't dilute your standards if you want to leave your stamp on your reports before you send it out by formatting it to the t and adding a pretty header and footer do it if you want to bother when no one else cares do it you don't need to blend in and if you are standing out at least you're standing your ground at the end of the day you have to maintain your beliefs to respect yourself so don't dilute your standards you ain't getting nowhere if you're not being seen and you can't possibly be seen with an average performance you have to stand out that brings me to the end of this podcast i do hope you enjoyed what i shared with you in this episode be sure to subscribe so you are notified when a new one is hosted i'd love for you to rate a review of this podcast and share with your friends thanks for listening in the next episode i'm going to talk about talent versus hard work i hope you're leaving with great tips on how you can bloom right where you're planted until next time take good care this is diolinda signing off